This is the Ball Talk Pod. Evan Kinsey. Starting Good afternoon, and thanks for tuning in to the Ball Talk Pod with Evan Kinzer. On today's show, former Kentucky and NFL quarterback Andre Woodson joins us. Andre, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Andre was the University of Kentucky's starting quarterback from his sophomore to senior seasons, but he wasn't just your typical quarterback. He led the SEC in passing touchdowns, touchdowns responsible for, total yards, passing yards, and pass completions during his junior season, according to sportsreference.com. And he is still the program's all-time leader in passing touchdowns and second in passing yards. He also led Kentucky to its first bowl appearance since 1999, and he did it consecutively as he won the Music City Bowl MVP twice. After his remarkable college career, he was selected by the New York Giants in the NFL draft and also played for the Washington Redskins. Needless to say, we are very glad that we can have such an outstanding player as you are on our show, and we thank you for coming on. Thank you for the tremendous introduction. The first topic of the day is your recruitment to the University of Kentucky. You had offers from some big programs like Tennessee and Penn State, but you chose your yeah. state school. What went behind your decision to choose the Cats, and what made them so appealing? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, I was I was highly recruited from the University of Kentucky uh, since um, I guess starting since my ninth grade uh, season in high school um, from Coach Hal Mummy. I was actually the first scholarship I received was in my ninth grade year, um, and from that standpoint, that was primarily sort of you know the factor that went into my decision making was um, you know I wanted to stay loyal uh, to the University of Kentucky. Um, uh, there was an opportunity where I was actually considering uh, committing to the University of Tennessee um, as I grew a really good relationship with, uh, at the time, who was a receivers coach, Pat Washington, and the offense coordinator, Randy Sanders. Ironically, he ended up <laughs> at the University of Kentucky as my quarterback coach, but um, uh, you know, I, I thought they did a, an incredible job trying to sell the program, but ultimately... Um, you know, a couple factors that played, uh, that sort of weighed into that decision was one, the University of Kentucky uh, had been recruiting me since my freshman year in high school. And secondly, um, my mother retired in the state of Kentucky. And ultimately, that would have, you know, um, sort of prevented her from having to relocate again. Um, so that was, that was sort of the decision making, um, you know, behind obviously committing to the University of Kentucky. Did you grow up a Kentucky fan? Was they were they always your favorite team? Was that something else that went into choosing the team? Yeah, I, so uh, to kind of give a little background, uh, my mother was in the military, um, and so I was an army brat. So I moved around um, all the time, my entire life, um, and I actually didn't know much about Kentucky. I never lived in the state until my mother retired at Fort Knox. Um, so no, I did not grow up a Kentucky fan. Uh, I actually had, I, I actually followed multiple uh, uh, programs and universities. Um, and so, you know, the, the first introduction I had to Kentucky was when Tim Couch played. Um, and so that's how I was like really introduced to the university, to the football team, um, to the outstanding fan base, you know, just really like how rich, uh, you know, 
the the rivalry was between Kentucky and Louisville. Um, and so that's how I initially became familiarized with just, you know, how intense and, and how great uh, both universities were in the state of Kentucky. Um, and then obviously my mother retired and, uh, in the state of Kentucky, and then I ended up uh, attending um, North Carolina High School, um, and that's how obviously I received some of my accolades, and eventually received some scholarships um, from local uh, universities. You talked about your high school career, but something that not all UK fans know about you is that you were also excellent in other sports, as a basketball player in high school grass, and you were also excellent in track. How tough was it to drop those sports and only focus? in on one after high school yeah it was um it was a little bit more challenging i think than a lot of people would anticipate um i was super passionate about um basketball um i actually had a pretty outstanding career at north Harden, um and i grew up obviously um idolizing michael jordan and, and other you know uh, famous athletes um and so i wanted to grow up to be uh, an nba player uh, obviously, though, having over like 40 scholarships in football, you realize, you know, you're <laughs> you're you're probably more fitted and equipped to, to play um, in that profession. But, um, you know, I, I really wanted to play both sports. I actually um, from Tennessee was offered to play both ways. Um, Kentucky at, uh, at least showed some interest in that as well as Louisville. So um, certainly I had a lot of uh, God-given ability, um, but ultimately, you know, I had to make the decision what was going to be best for my future, and so I decided to play um, football at the next level. I was getting ready to ask you if you had any basketball scholarships, but you clearly just said that. (laughs) That's pretty crazy that you could have done both. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but you know what? The, the thing about it is playing um, quarterback. Um, you know, it's it's that position is very rigorous and time consuming, and ultimately, you know, you just don't have the capability or the capacity to take on uh, both sports. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, looking at it now in hindsight, I mean, there's there's no possible possible way I would have been able to manage both. Uh, but you know, still, it, it was something that's pretty cool to think about that there was a slight opportunity that you know I would have the um, you know <laughs> a window to get in there and play um, you know on both fields court. Yeah, uh, immediately I thought of Bo Jackson, who did multiple sports in college, but he was a running back, and so he didn't yeah. have the quarterback stuff. So that's and that's right. You have to do the your schoolwork. So that's another thing that yep. you couldn't do both of them, but. Something that most young college quarterbacks have to go through is waiting their turn and learning from the sideline early on. You didn't get any starts as a freshman at Kentucky, so you also had to go through this. So what did you learn from that, and how did it help prepare you for the next few seasons? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as a freshman, um, you know, I think – biggest component um that or probably the biggest learnings um from me personally um was sort of like dissecting and analyzing um film and getting a better perspective of like what it takes to you know um assess uh you know footage of upcoming opponents and how to prepare for them um, and how to really get like tips, uh, you know, 
different techniques and coverages and schemes, you know, um, you know, tendencies, like those things, I didn't realize how invaluable they were um, in allowing a player to excel at that level, um, in particular at the quarterback position, because, you know, there's so much thought process that goes behind as a quarterback goes under the center and, you know, and he sort of, you know, assessing what's taking shape on the football field. And so for me, you know, as a freshman, obviously you play at high school level, there's not a lot of, you know, it's not really that complex. Like it's, you know, you have very basic and standard um, schemes and concepts. And in the next level, obviously it gets a lot more sophisticated. So for me, it was obviously, um, was just, you know, digesting the playbook was getting a better understanding of what it took to be successful at that level, especially considering you're playing in the SEC. So for me, I, I obviously had to have different expectations of what went behind game planning and preparations and, um, you know, really performing well on the practice field leading into those games because that ultimately would help you prepare to be successful on game day. So that for me was, was the biggest learning um, tool. Uh, going into my sophomore and junior and senior season. Obviously, there's a lot of decision-making that goes behind it being a quarterback. And you're asked to be uh, basically a coach on the field. And that's one of the things that I think that quarterbacks have to go through. Um, But as we have seen in the past at Kentucky, some players really embrace sitting out the first year, and some have not enjoyed it so much. Uh, the one person that really comes to mind with me is our former quarterback at Kentucky, Drew Barker. Uh, he came in as a top recruit and someone that was expected to be the full-time starter after Patrick Tolles left. And Patrick Tolles was a mm-hmm. great guest on my show. Uh, really, really great guy. And yeah. And when Drew got a chance, injuries started to happen. And yep. he really never really got that opportunity again. So this a uh, couple weeks ago, he chose a chan- transfer. And even though I think he had a great chance to win that starting nod next season as our only real threat to take the starting job is junior college transfer Terry Wilson. Uh, I just think that was too tough on him, and I don't want he, I don't think he wanted to go see it another year. But I wish the best to uh, Drew Barker. And I think that doing that is one of the toughest things you have to go through as a college athlete, though. While we're here on yeah. this topic, though, Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna. I was gonna agree uh, entirely. Uh, you know, for you know, Drew obviously being plagued with injuries and obviously being sidelined and having to, you know, witness everything um, or just encounter things of the unusual, like like uncommon for him because he's been so successful leading into. Um, Kentucky, you know, you would imagine, you know, a lot of those things that he experienced was demoralizing because, you know, he, he never went through those before. And now he's battling, you know, injuries and limited playing time. And, you know, um, those become very challenging for him, obviously, to overcome. And, you know, now I, I think what you have is an opportunity to clean slate and, you know, go play. Um, you know, football again somewhere else, and, and hopefully he's able to bounce back and, and have a successful career wherever, you know, he decides to land. While we're on this topic, I asked my viewers if they had anything they would like me to ask you, and Daxon King asked, what's the hardest thing about being a college athlete that most people don't know about? Um, I, I think 
the most, at least from my standpoint, um, the most complicated or I guess um, the most challenging thing that I had to overcome was balancing, um, you know, uh, was academics in football. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize like how cumbersome that process is and having to watch film and wake up for training and workouts and practice and more film. And then you have to go to, you know, classroom, 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 tutoring session. Um, and that, that, you know, that accumulates the majority of your day. You're talking about close to a 15, 16 hour shift, um, which obviously limits the window that you have, um, for any, you know, um, any opportunity to have a social life. And so that to me was, uh, that was the biggest adjustment that I had to make going into college, uh, was realizing how to, you know, how to balance and, you know, how to prepare myself for, you know, such a load. Um, because then, you know, when you're traveling and you have games on a Thursday or games on a Saturday and you have to miss class on Friday, well, you still have to make up that, you know, and you still have to do extremely well. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're ineligible for um, bowl games. So I don't think a, a lot of people, I don't think from an external perspective, like people realize like how difficult that is. Um, and so that can be extremely challenging. That was the biggest adjustment um, that I had to prepare for going into college. That's exactly what I was thinking. I've wrote several papers on this, and I think that what people don't understand is that uh, college um, athletics is basically a full-time job. And with that, uh, with all the pressure and all the things you have to go through, it's really tough. So I think that's the main thing that um, college athletes have to go through and it's just a lot of things going through your head. So um, that's yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's it's. You know, to this date, it's it's one of the biggest. Um, I think you know, one of the biggest narratives, like one of the biggest things that uh, I think student athletes continue to flag and continue to try to you know build dialogue on. Um, and you know, it's 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 really a big obstacle for a lot of student athletes because, you know, uh, you invest so much energy and so much time into preparing for practices and games and, you know, your schedule for um, athletics. And it's really, it's really difficult to combat that or uh, prepare yourself um, to do well in the classroom because, you know, you exert so much energy into football. And then when you go into an actual classroom, um, you know, you're, you're just exhausted. You know, you've, you've, you, you really don't have a lot. You're, you're, you're generally running on fumes. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize that, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really big challenge for a lot of people. Exactly. But now to your Kentucky career, you of course had a great career at the program and you saw a lot. So what really stood out to you about the program and the fan fan base and what put you in the position to be so successful there? Um, I think that, you know, the class, the group of guys I came in with, um, all really had, um, a really great mindset going into, um, a freshman, 
season, our freshman year. Uh, you know, when we got on campus, when we arrived on campus, it was really like that focus to elevate um, the program. You know, to to heighten it to levels I don't think you know imaginable. Um, you know, we really envisioned like we were going to compete for the SEC championship game, um, and you know how realistic that was. You know, I I don't know. Obviously, there was a lot of you know sanctions and restrictions with um, you know scholarships and things that we had to overcome, and a lot of that was very overwhelming. Um, but I mean, the players were like completely bought in. And, you know, and then obviously we had the guidance and the uh, foundation with Coach Brooks and his staff. And, I mean, that really solidified, you know, the direction that we were going to try to take that program. And so that was the biggest thing for us is when we, when we arrived on campus, like, you know, we were heavily focused on changing um, the atmosphere, changing the environment, changing the way people perceive the University of Kentucky uh, football team. Um, and really, really try to make ourselves um, uh, a legitimate contender in the conference. And obviously, going into uh, my junior and senior season, you know, we were we were able to really get it to, um, I think, you know, uh, some some great, um, you know, uh, great heights, great, you know. Um, moments, some, some monumental moments, some monumental wins and paramount, you know, victories. But, um, that was our biggest, you know, takeaway. That was our biggest thing that we were trying to accomplish weekly was to make sure that we were winning these games and, you know, going out there and really competing and excelling and playing at a great level, playing at, you know, um, so that was, that was my, that was the biggest thing to me, which was so different than, um, I thought a lot of classes is that we were, you know, we were, we were, we were dedicated to obviously turning the page and really getting the program to um, some monumental heights. Got a couple more questions for you, Corey. But, I mean, Andre, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. Corey Peters interview a couple days ago. Uh, Yeah. I really like what you said, a mindset and elevate. And your your, uh, class did that. You took the the Cats to their first bowl appearance since 1999. In 2006, that's just crazy. And what you, <laughs> yeah. you did back-to-back bowl games with them, and uh, went in the Music City Bowl MVP both of those years. But did the whole team know that this would finally be the year that you would break free after a three and eight year the season before? Um, yeah. Yes and no. Um, you know, I, I think that the team was aware of what we were capable of doing. Uh, we had the, the capacity. We had the skill set. We had, um, you know, we had the focus. You know, I, I think it was all um, destined. The biggest thing, obviously, for us was, you know, we were plagued with injuries a season prior. And if we could just, like, sustain, um, you know, the depth, if we could, you know, like really prevent a lot of individuals um, from getting injured. Um, you know, we knew that we had the playmaking ability to really like compete at a high level uh, against a lot of these teams in the conference. So uh, long story short, yes. Uh, you know, I, I think that we, we, we knew ultimately that we did have the players, the talent um, to compete in the conference um, the biggest thing, obviously, is we needed to go out and execute at a high level and, you know, 
come away with some of these wins. Going eight and five for consecutive seasons at Kentucky is really elevating the program. So, and when teams look at quarterbacks in the NFL, they look for winning uh, players. So after playing for Kentucky and going eight and five for two consecutive years, you play for the New York Giants of the NFL. What was that experience like, and what do you take away from it? Yeah, it was uh, playing in the NFL was tremendous. I mean, um, I was I was fortunate enough to you know witness firsthand, um, you know, one of the you know all time groups in Eli Manning. Um, and how, you know, exceptional he was, of, you know, watching film and prepping for games and his just, you know, overall understanding and, and you know, knowledge of, of the game. Um, and I grew somewhat of a good relationship with Eli and, you know, I had the opportunity to, you know, really learn a lot from him um, in regards to, you know, being a professional and, you know, managing the game um, and trying to, you know, uh, expect the best, you know, in practices, in game situations at all times, in all facets um, of the game. And so that was, for me, that was, you know, um, incredible. I, you know, it was remarkable just to get an opportunity to see, like, the pure talent. Uh, Obviously, you know, from the SEC to the NFL, um, there's not a dramatic difference, uh, but what is like astonishing is the intelligence, like the IQ of the players. That is where the biggest difference is. You know, that's where um, you see the needle change. You know, it shifts there because now what you were able to get away with in college, um, you know, from tendencies and from athletic ability, you no longer could get away with that at that level because players are able to, you know, adapt and they're able to catch on to like the smallest hints. Um, if it's like width in alignment, if it's like, you know, a certain position that you're, you know, that you're on the ground or that you're, you know, you're shifted or if you're sort of tilting and, sh- and sort of hitting that you may be blitzing like quarterbacks, linebackers, safeties, receivers, like everyone can pick up on these small little tips. Uh, and that is where you have to be so sound. You have to be so perfect with like your decision making and you know your execution and the way that you prep. Like those are what's so unique and makes it so incredible because the the overall like intelligence. You know, it's it's so advanced at that level. Um, you're unable to get away with what you were in the collegiate level, and that's what's so impressive to me um, as I watched the game and I played at that level. Something you've talked about in this interview is you talked about game plan and preparing and I immediately thought of Case Keenum the quarterback right now for the Minnesota Vikings uh everybody everybody talks about how he prepares more than anybody they've ever been around and I think that's one of the main reasons why he's been so successful this season uh he's been a surprise and he might he's an MVP candidate also so I really like that you talked about the game plan and that was just something great that I think that all quarterbacks need to think of. And I have one last question for you, Andre. Uh, I didn't say Corey this time. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. This is something that we always ask our guests. So what is your favorite moment in college and also in the NFL? Um, yeah, uh, favorite moment in college – 
I have several of them. Um, but I, I think the one I most vividly um, recall is playing against LSU um, in the, I guess, third overtime, and the crowd is chanting uh, right before the fourth and two, um, uh, you know, we believe. You know, I think it was like the east side, the, the east corner of the stadium is chanting we, and then the west is chanting believe. Um, and this was during the TV timeout. Um, and I mean, just like the, like, I mean, I can't even like describe it. It was just like, so, um, like all the players were literally just in awe. Like you're, you're standing there and you know, you don't even know how to like, you know, grasp like what is going on. Like the magnitude of that is just like so surreal. Um, and just to hear the overall fan base, like, you know, supporting us and telling us this is going to be different. You know, we believe, we feel it. Um, that for me is like, you know, an image, like I'll never forget. Um, that was, that was unbelievable. Something to this day, like all the players will always, you know, always, um, have embedded. And that was absolutely incredible. And then, uh, in the NFL level, um, <laughs> one of the things that I remember it actually has nothing to do with me. Um, but I remember, uh, being on the sideline for a Monday night football game and, uh, it was Washington Redskins against, um, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I had an opportunity to see John, um, Jackson, uh, I think it was like his second or third year. And he did a reverse handoff and I was on the far side 20 and they were on the opposite 20. And when he received the handoff to this day, I have never seen somebody run so fast that to me, it was, it was just like, it was literally the most like surreal thing I've ever seen how fast he managed to get from sideline to sideline to end zone, to end zone, like unbelievable. That's the, one of the things that I'll be painted in my memory for forever. Um, just to see the overall speed in in some of those players. That's that's pretty uh, remarkable. What year was that that you went to the game? That was um, that was two, it was either two thousand nine or two thousand ten. Um, I, I don't remember specifically, but I know it was one of those seasons. Um, and I think McNabb was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, but unbelievable nonetheless. I mean, it was <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Yeah, like you said on the LSU game, uh, actually several former Kentucky players have actually told me that 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 was their best moment also. But Andre, yeah, thank you so much for joining us here on the Ball Talk Pod, and I am really glad you were able to join us. And hopefully, you'd be interested in coming back on sometime. Absolutely, I would, and uh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks again, Andre. This has been our interview with former Kentucky and NFL quarterback Andre Woodson on the Ball Talk Pod. Please share and like our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all our social media accounts. Thank you.